Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS podcast. What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday. We have made it to the end of the week. This is the Quick Pitch MLB DFS podcast over here at Fantasy Alarm and DFS Alarm. I am James Grande, I'm joined tonight by Pete Cole for the podcast. Pete, what's going on, brother? What's up, James? Not much. It's ready for another week. Actually, another weekend. We're now like seven weeks into the season, right? Seven weeks into the season. Um, per usual, I'm sure every podcast in the history of podcasts, especially in sports, will at one point say, wow, this season is really flying by. Uh, and here we are at that part of the part of the program here on the Quick Pitch MLB DFS podcast. Uh, man, Pete, this season is really flying by. You know, but th- one thing I like about this is we're finally getting that point now where we have some data to work with. Right. So, and you can see it in your results, too. I've been noticing in the last probably 10 days, so we're actually seeing real data we can work with, which is nice. Yeah, I think um, we had you on, like, two weeks ago, and we were all talking about how the data just was fa- – it was just fake. Um, nothing was real. There was nothing um, – the pitchers were still limited, and – there was still nothing being done offensively, and now we're starting to um, starting to get a little balance back. Uh, offense is scoring a little more. Um, pitchers going deeper into games, and um, I agree. It's it's been nice um, to see. So we have twelve games on Friday, and we are looking at DraftKings um, sitting here at nine thirty-five Eastern. I know all of all of uh, FA Nation wondering why we exclude Fanduel. Well. It's 9.35 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. FanDuel does not even have the MLB tab available to us. Not a lo- not just the slate, the tab. There is not a tab in sight for MLB. Uh, I see NBA, NHL, WNBA, PGA, NASCAR, League of Legends, MMA. <laughs> no, MM- uh, no MLB. So we are not excluding you guys. They're excluding you guys. We are looking at DraftKings because that's what we have available to us. Um, and uh, 12 games, you pointed out before we hopped on air, including course. And I feel like the Rockies will have no road games or no home games by year's end because they are just consistently playing at home. Um, yeah. What do we have to look for here? Uh, I don't know if you have any sports books open right now, Pete. Um I have uh, Rockies Mets at ten and a half, and then there's only one other game that I'm looking at that's over that's at nine or above, and that's um, Dodgers Phillies. There's nothing else that really stands out to me in terms of over unders. None. I see the same thing, and I don't think it's, it's a weird. It's another weird pitching slate too. Yeah, it's we a had, weird pitching slate. We had elite slate when, yesterday, Wednesday. Wednesday, yep. Tomorrow is back to kind of kind of weird. A couple good arms, but nobody, you know. Ah, I guess we'll get into it, but it's yeah. I thought we I thought we would see some higher some higher runs, but I guess everything's not. Yeah, I always use them. Yeah, the Mets and Mets and Rockies. Wow. Yeah, very low. I have Dodgers sure. Phillies at nine. Yeah, Dodgers filling is at nine, and then everything else eight and a half or or lower. And I think I think it's a perfect transition to the pitcher's position because when we start talking about this, these guys, you're right. Like we probably should see higher game totals. Yeah. Um, Nasty Nestor Cortez tops the slate on DraftKings ten six. Uh, he faces the White Sox. Eric Lauer is ten four, facing the Washington Nationals. In Milwaukee, and then Sean Manaya is on the road in San Francisco. Um, though that is our 10k and above tier. Um, interesting to see Manaya and Lauer over 10k. I would say, you know, probably warranted for the way Nestor's pitch right now. But, um, how do you break down this this 10k and above tier here, Pete? Well, I'm done doubting Nestor Cortez, right. I'm a you know I'm a Yankee fan. I watch all his games, and still every game he pitches on DFS, I would doubt it. I'd say his price was too high. <laughs> but you know what? We're now in the middle of May, and who needs Garrett Cole? I mean, right now Cortez, he's got 
135 ERA over 40 innings, 32 and a half, 32.5% strikeout rate, which is, I think, four, their fourth highest among starters, 0.85 whip, third lowest MLB. Stranded, he stranded more, more than 90% of the runner. I mean, this, this is this is a Cy Young candidate right here. Mm-hmm. So, do the White Sox strike out a lot against, you know, no. I mean, I, I guess, Cort- but he's, Cortez is, to me, he's a special pitcher right now. So, I think Cortez is right away. The, I think I think he's a top arm in the slate. And I, I think by a lot. Yep. And I think it is interesting. Like, the White Sox are very middling when it comes to strikeout rate against lefties. Uh, they also just faced Nestor, and he struck seven out over eight innings. So, um, you know, this could be different. Yeah, yeah. And the White Sox are they're healthier. And this is different park. Like, they're headed to the Yankee Stadium as opposed to being in Chicago. So, like, we have to factor that in. But I do agree, whether it's been at the stadium or whether it's been on the road, um, Nestor has been nasty. He actually has a lower ERA, a lower batting average against at home this year. Um, he's allowed two earned runs in 18 innings in Yankee Stadium. So um, I agree. I don't know if I'm going to pay 10-4 for Lauer. I know there there has been some some games, and maybe maybe we do get there. The strikeouts have been nice to see. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go there. And then we know the Giants have some some some. Right pop against left-handed pitchers as well do we need <sighs> Manaya's strikeouts have been been pretty good too i think nestor is the cream of the crop at the at the top though um with lauer and Manaya being tournament plays for me yeah i agree and if, and if lauer didn't get hit up that last game because i was i was starting to become a believer in him because i've noticed like he's throwing a lot less change up a lot more slider uh, a lot less four seamer, and he was, he, I mean, all of a sudden he was being, you know, name the same conversations like with Corbin Burns or Woodruff, but then all right. of a sudden this last game he got pounded uh, by Washington, right? It's by Washington, yeah, it was it by Washington, right? So he's 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 getting Miami, well, it was Miami. against Miami, Miami, yeah. I'm sorry. So now I have, I have doubts, and to me that's a lot. Now I'm going back to it's a lot of money for Eric Lauer over 10k. Let's take a look at the next tier. Um, we could look from nine, the nines to in the eights. Where are we looking in this like upper mid tier to lower mid tier from Scooble, Urias, Javier, all the way down to Robbie Ray? For me, it's pro- probably Scooble's the top guy, maybe the only guy in that range. Mm-hmm. I mean, Scooble's another one. He's the real deal. Remember, was it, remember last year everybody was talking about Casey Mize and Matt yep. Manning and all that. Mize, Mize, the first rounder. I think Scoob was, was like a ninth rounder or no, like 29th or some crazy. He was like 29th round or something like that. And then boom, he's he's one of the main guys. I mean, and this guy is, his walk rate is down. Uh, he's mixing his pitches, especially more off-speed pitches and it's shown. And now he's going because Cleveland was the other team that they're only striking at what, 19% of the time. So a tough, you know, everybody talks about Cleveland, a tough team to pitch against, but Scuba's got this, he's got stuff, man. His last 11 Ks against Baltimore, it was Baltimore, but uh, nine Ks against Houston, a team that historically right. doesn't strike out much. Right. So, I, you know, if he can, if he can strike out nine Astros, I have no problem in pitching against Cleveland, but, Cle- you know, Cleveland can be, they can be scary, though, too. I would say they're more potent against right-handed pitching this year. 26th in the league in OPS against Southpaw. So, um, 27th. Uh, actually, my uh, my filter was wrong. 28th, Pete. It got it only got worse for them uh, as my filter was incorrect. 28th against left-handed pitching in OPS this year. Um, so I'm I'm with you. I think Scooble is the guy there. I don't think we could trust your eyes because the pitch count. They are going to continue to limit him. 82 pitches is the most that we've gotten. Um, So, you know, look, he had a bad game against Philly, and we get to run it back. I don't think he would have that same outing. This is a guy that we know is way better than that. Everyone has a bad start. Um, But I'm not playing him because of the pitch count. Um, Christian Javier got torched his last start. And suddenly, I mean, he, like— the, pr- the pricing on this guy has been all over the map this year. 
And he had been really good. And I'm not saying he's not in play, but Texas has been sneaky good the last week or so offensively. I know they're struggling against um, Fran Bar Valdez right now, um, but they've been pretty good. And if Javier is, you know, looks anything like he did in that Washington start, 8,800 is a little too steep for me. Uh, honestly, Agreed. probably. Uh, I'm I'm worried about Hyunjin Ryu. Again, the Reds do have some some players that hit lefties well spe- specifically and um I guess you know maybe we go back to the well with Chase Silseth but like yeah that's the 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 like it, when we're just like I guess experimenting now out of the 8k range cuz we kind of both agree well, 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 well. What about we didn't mention Blackburn? Yeah, and Blackburn's that, yeah, he's been good. He, he's another way. He's like he doesn't have a name. I mean, a lot of people, you know, unless you're a DFS a DFS player. But here's a guy that's got a crazy high ground ball rate, yep. and he just keeps he does keep getting it done. And the Angels are the Angels are striking out at a pretty high clip. They're right now. They think they're twenty fourth, twenty fourth against righties. So uh, Blackburn, you know, he's that's eighty five hundred is kind of high for him though. But I guess Blackburn's in play for GPP. Here's my thing. I hate the strikeout rate because yep. he doesn't strike people out. So, especially on dra- on a site like DraftKings and like you lose yeah, points for yeah. like hits and stuff, it's very hard to make points back up, right? Like if the Angels score two runs in the first inning, it's right. very hard to make those points back because we're already uh, assuming he's going to lose that game, most likely. In Los Angeles, they're 10 games over 500, right? That's a good point. It's like, I'm not against it, and I completely agree with what you're saying. Like, Blackburn has been very good. He's shut John and I up on multiple occasions this year when we were like, all right, this is the time he's going to... No, it's this No, it's this start, right? And it that, yep. start, that start hasn't happened yet. He's been very consistent. But... Wait. You're right, though. The one game he gave up three runs, he only ended up at nine nine fancy points. You just, it, he, you, know. you just can't get it back because, like, at least, um, for example, like a, a high strikeout pitcher Scooble. can give up four. Yeah, Tariq Scooble can give up four runs, but he can strike out nine nine batters, and there's still some wiggle room there. There's still yeah, potential for him to get you double digits fantasy points. So, um I would actually probably just rather play the other side of this game. And it's scary because we don't know. We don't have talk about not having data on a guy. Chase Silseth was drafted last year. Hasn't pitched above double A until his start against Oakland. But by the way, faces Oakland here again. One hit allowed in his major league debut, the 21 year old kid who again, no data, but like, what data we do have is on the Oakland side, and they stink. What's what's Silseth's price? It's seventy eight hundred dollars on DraftKings. He took a bit, he took a bit of a jump off from his. From yeah, his I mean, I think I think at home fifty five hundred. Yeah, at home. Yeah, at home going up against the thirtieth ranked offense against right handed pitching. You know. For for an offense play, with an offense behind him, with you know just firepower out the ass right now. So I think Silseth is interesting. But let's if you're not sold, let's talk about the guys around him. We have Jacob Junis, who has I think been very surprising in his yeah. time in San Francisco. Um, we have Cookie Monster Carrasco pitching in cores, coming off his. You know, a bad start. Waka expected to come off the the IL. Um, Luis Castillo against Toronto. Like, what else are you looking at? That's and that's kind of what brings you back to Silseth. The rest of this tier doesn't really get me going either. No, and I mean, possibly if Castillo wasn't at Rogers Center, Toronto, because I'm still a Castillo guy, right? Uh, and I still think I can't he's blame bad, you. But no. Yeah, I can't blame you at all. No, and going down. I mean, there's a couple 
punch down there, but in this range, no, absolutely not. I don't mess with I don't mess with Fetty. Uh, I don't mess with Dan, not Daniel Lynch. Uh, Martin Perez. I mean, he's how old is Martin Perez? He's got he's been 40 years super old. good. He's, I'm just he's, gonna he's say good, he yeah, has he, been very good. But like, he look at his logs. I, I didn't. Re- I, if I just pulled him up, I didn't realize he's had he back to back in 25 very, games. Yeah. Yep. 19, 20, 21. With one of those starts being against Houston. It's Martin Perez. It's Martin Perez. Right. No, I, right. I agree. But take out the name. Yeah, right? we'd be talking cover, about him. We'd be, cover yep, the name. That's a, I don't that's, know. Just that's a good point. Houston is, Houston is, 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 not, is, is not as hard to strike out as they were last year. I mean, still, they're still what are they striking out twenty point eight. I think like twenty point eight percent. Yeah, against left-handers. Yeah, that's exactly. So, yeah, yeah. They're still, still tough to strike out. Uh, but definitely, I mean, I have no problem using Perez at seven thousand GBP. Absolutely not. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a tournament play, and mm-hmm. something that John and I have actually been talking about, and I guess now that we have almost two months of data, um, Houston notoriously good against lefties. I think that's very safe to say. They're a top three offense generally every year against lefties. 17th in OPS um, against lefties this year. Um, Let's see, 19th in WOBA. So definitely not the same team. Um, Bregman's been better against righties. Altuve's hitting righties. So something to consider. Not trusting Perez in cash, but I I do think he's in play in tournaments. Um. You mentioned you saw some punts. Talk to me, because I'm looking. I'm looking, and I'm not sure I see what you're seeing. So I really, I'm, I'm looking. I'm I'm waiting. I'm not not talking. (laughs) I'm not talking cash. Okay. So if you want, you start from the bottom up. Devin Smetzler. Smetzler is only fifty-one hundred dollars. Now the only thing I would. That I don't like is Kansas City actually is not striking out. But they don't strike they out. Don't strike out at all. Time. They don't strike so, out at all. They're number they're number three in baseball against lefties. But I mean, Spencer Spencer got called up called up last Saturday for spot start and pitched really well. He'll give up one run, three hits, two strikeouts, or five innings. Him and Josh Winder in that competition was number six spot. With um that with Paddock out for the season, sure. And I could see Smetzler. I mean, even though the Royals don't strike out, the Royals aren't exactly you know the twenty seven Yankees either. So right. at five one, you know, because a lot of offense is going tomorrow. I'd have no problem running running a GBP with like a Smetzler mm-hmm. at five one and running back with like a, a Cortez or a Scooble. I mean, if I want if I want the bats, because he you know he looked good that last start. And it's, once Kansas City is going to score seven or eight runs, so I would take a chance in GPP, definitely. But then that's about it. I agree. Um, I'm I'm with you on Smeltzer, actually. Um, I w- I would love to play Aaron Savale. That's but what he the other name I was going to bring up, and he's been he, bad, right? He has been trash. He has allowed uh, last start six earned over four and two thirds. Uh, Toronto five and two. Th- this might have been his best start of the year. Five and two thirds, four earned. Um, Oakland, Oakland, four innings, six earned. The Yankees, three innings, six earned. I mean, since opening day, he has not allowed less than three earned runs in any start, and his ERA has ballooned to nine eighty five. Yeah, see, there's only two pitchers worse than him. Chris Bubik and Reber San Martin, but Detroit's so bad. That's that's I'm saying. Now, if you're multi-entering, now I'm saying you know, if you're making ten lineups, you know, and you want to be different, Savali's so fight. He's fighting for his major league life right now. But there's Correct. a lot of reports of him going going down to the minors. And remember, a year ago, he, when he was throwing that cutter, I mean, he was. I've been seeing right now. Last year, he was using that cutter and. Opponents are hitting 190 off them, 293 sluggish. Now they're hitting 360 off the cutter when he's using it 31% of the time. So and it's, it's a three three mile per hour velocity change too lower. So obviously yes. that was his pitch and they're hitting it. But this guy's pitching for his life. It's Detroit. So it strikes out 24% of the time. I mean, I'm talking multi entering. Right. But that's it. I'm not touching Tyler Wells. I mean, hey, 
Dallas Kuchel, the Yankees, the Yankees strike uh, out. But no, I, I, I can't. Didn't he pitch against the Yankees his last? I will night? say he did. I will say this: um, the Yankees, for what it's worth, have not hit lefties the same that they have hit righties this year. No, outside of Judge, um, Stanton had a big day on Thursday um, against uh, Zimmerman. So his numbers, but like Donaldson's hitting below 100 against lefties. Glaber is below 200s. LeMahieu, same thing. Um, and you, you're right. There was five scoreless against Keuchel. But he is another just yes, unimpactful <laughs> strikeout pitcher. Like he just, he might, he could throw a nine-inning game and not strike someone out. It would be like the least surprising news I heard all night. And he could also go negative eighteen, like it is. He could also go negative eighteen. That is also that is also true. Um, so just to recap, pitcher, I think um, Nestor was our top dog with Tariq Skubal being in that next tier. Yeah. Um, you w- seemingly started the podcast on the Chase Blackburn um, bandwagon. I'm not sure where you fall still, but I definitely like still Seth better on the other side of that. Um, yeah, I I, no, I'm I'm changing over. I agree, and I like and I, that's the whole thing. I do like your point where, with the A's, with with you know with the less strikeouts, if he gives up two or three runs like he get against Tampa, he's only, he's only going to get you at nine, ten, eleven points at the most. Right, and at 8,500, not striking people out like it's just it's not happening. Um, Martin Perez, I think we were both on for tournaments. Same yeah. thing with Luis Castillo. Um, and then, you know, if you're getting dirty, Devin Smeltzer and Aaron Savale for um, for some value. And, you know, if you're a crazy person, Dallas Keuchel as well. Um, let's shift over to catcher. All right, moving on to first base. Uh, I do that joke, I think, every time. Um, no, <laughs> let's look at catcher. Again, I'm not going to spend up, especially when we have – essentially said we're going to pay up for Nestor at 10-6 and maybe even Scooble if you want to pay up twice a pitcher. Um, But what's your, like, what's your assessment on the catcher position? Where are you looking? Um, I have some values that I'll, that I'll definitely be throwing out there. Yeah, because this is obviously one of the spots where we're going to have to go low and I usually wait for lineups to come out. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh up top, I mean, it was at the Will Smith, but you know, I'd rather I'd rather actually hit Will Smith when the reverse split against righties. Yep. You know, yep. he's got he's going against Suarez, a lefty. Mike's Mike Zanino, forty four hundred uh, against against Wells. You know, Zanino Zanino hits righties. Uh, he he could hit a bomb, but once again, I don't think we got that kind of money. So um, probably we got to stay somewhere somewhere in the three thousand dollar range, and maybe Hikashioka yep. against Kushal. Um, Koisho, I know I just blew his name up. Um, somebody like that, uh, now no, Bart's going up against Manea, maybe like like a Mitch Garver, possibly against Javier. Yep. Javier is Mitch Garver's 3100, right? Sure, Garver hits righties on that reverse. Um, you see, you know, another another kid that can hit is a Sam, Sam Husband hitting. Yep. That's an that's another one, and he is what's his price? Three K, uh, yeah, three K. We'll back see. Back so, digit games. So I'm interested to see how they start deploying because Heim is settled into pretty much catching every day. They DH'd Garver on Thursday with Heim behind the plate, so. Interesting to see like how they use their catchers uh, because now they have yeah. three of them. Um, so if Huff makes the lineup, I'm definitely interested. Um, and Shreenos hit a home run back to back. 2,400 against uh, Beats. The opener. That hurt. That hurt watching him take uh, Montgomery deep today. Yeah. Um, I think I know it's a lefty, but MJ Melendez has looked really good at the plate the last couple of days, um, mm-hmm. four game hitting streak, two home runs in his last three games. Um, Ryan Jeffers hits lefties really well. He's going up against Daniel Lynch. Uh, he had two hits on Wednesday. They had uh, Thursday off. So Ryan Jeffers is likely in the lineup. They'll probably like DH Sanchez or they just won't play Sanchez, but Jeffers will definitely be in the lineup. So I think 
those two are probably where I'm going to have most of my exposure. Not all, but and then we're, um, you know who you mentioned uh, Kirk Casale goes up against a lefty. Again, probably not going to target Manaya, but Casale twenty one hundred. Three home runs his last four games and uh, two, three hit games over his last five. Just uh, he's been playing more than Joey Bart because he's been better than Joey Bart. So. Yeah, I mean he's been in cores, but uh, has been in cores. Yeah. That is a that is I mean, a nice that's a nice bonus. But he did have a three hit game um, at home, and then he had a three hit or hit a home run in St. Louis. So yeah, and he has been he has been out hitting Joey Bart. So uh, you definitely yes. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's in play definitely. Let's. Shift over to first base. Um, I will leave Otani for the outfield. Um, I don't know why they still have listed here, but it is what it is. Yeah, why do they they still? I, I don't I don't know. Um, do it all season. They will do it all season. That is correct. He I, he has not moved. He has not he has not moved for first base <laughs> eligibility. But uh, it is what it is. I guess. Um, let's look at the rest of the above five K tier. Crone um, in course. He's hitting everybody this year, not just lefties, righties, lefties. Everyone's getting it from course or from Crone. Um, Vladdy has definitely not been Vladdy of late. Um, Pete Alonso, fresh off the walk-off home run, going two cores. Freeman gets a lefty, but we know he hits lefties well. Uh, Josh Bell has been great, but he gets Lauer. Rizzo gets Keuchel. Um, and Rizzo's been good against lefties, too. Two hits today before the ejection. Right. Um, what's your take on this 5k and above tier? All right. So of course, Alonzo is going to be popular. Right. I, uh, I think he's probably the pop- most popular of the, of this tier. Yeah. So people are going to be all over him. If you want to be different, uh, let's wait. Well, the Cardinals are on this slate. I'm looking at Goldie is on fire. Uh, so at that price range, yeah, it's really, it's really got to be Alonzo because one who I'm really interested in is dropping down a little bit. And I, I'm finally, I've just never seen this guy as a great power hitter, but Yuli Gurriel. Mm-hmm. I know he just, I just jumped prices, but Gurriel is eight for 19. Late time up Perez. And not just that, but he is really hot. He's hitting, he's hitting 393 over the last week. So between Gurriel and I'm really starting to like, even though I don't like his price, uh, the kid for the kid for Kansas City, Hunter Dozier. Yep, Hunter, Hunter Dozier, Dozier Homer. Three sixty over the last week too, so I'm probably gonna go middle range if I don't go Alonzo. Yeah, I think I think Alonzo Crone are the two clear cut spend ups. Yeah, um, Crone, 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 yeah. Because um, Crone, again, I think Crone is really just having a a season. Like he's just hitting everything in sight. Um, hits well at cores. I mean. Obviously, 391 with a near 1200 OPS in course field. Um, so he's definitely getting the buff. And I agree. I think the rest of we could just drop down. Um, you could take a look at Rowdy Telez against Eric Fed, but we know, or Fetty, but we know Telez is very boomer bust. Um, right. I agree. I, I think Hunter Dozier, I played him on um, Thursday, Homer. You me today, yep. Uh, 385. Over his last ten games, you mentioned three eighty over his last over the last week. I mean, is he finally put together? You think now? I mean, you look at his career. I've always been waiting for Dozier to have the season. I mean, right now he's yeah he's hitting like he's sitting two ninety six on the season, which is good. For, I mean, this is normally a guy that hits like you know two twenty. You think right. Dozier's finally put it together? I think the kid's um, got, yeah. he's talented. I mean, he's had a good year. There's a good year on his ledger already. Um. Maybe, hopefully. I mean, I'm sure the Royals wanted to have needed to happen. You know, yeah, 2019, he had a good year. Yep, he hit fourth today, which is a good sign. And I think he, there's no reason to think he's not going to continue to hit right in the middle of the order. Um, and I think what's ball. yeah, I think what's help, have, helping is uh, Whit Merrifield's showing signs of life, getting on base, right. and Bobby Witt also a couple hits today, showing signs of life, and you know. Three RBIs for Dozier today. Like he's, people are getting on in front of him, and uh, it's definitely easier to hit with people on. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if he's putting it together, but I I do think there's talent. I do think there's power. Um, and we're getting a little bit of both here. 
with Dozier, and I agree. And I 100% agree on Gurriel. He's been a freaking monster lately. He has been. Um, Major League leader... Major League leader in doubles, I believe. At least that was the case the other day. Um, below them, Darren Ruff, maybe, for tournaments. He's been crazy good. Uh, he only plays against lefties, though. Well, we have a lefty. Darren, Darren Ruff over the last 10 games, Pete. 440, 571, 680 slash. Um, 19, he's been on base 19 times over his last 10 games. And he's and he's doing it against both hands pitching too. Yeah, and he's doing, but and and he's notoriously been good against lefties. So right, um, maybe a little contrarian giant stack, maybe, maybe or maybe not a stack. Maybe just play rough as a one off. Um, what about the rest first of the base, position? First base is loaded. I love playing Wilmer Flores against a lefty. Yep, to me, same. it's like playing Timmy Anderson against a lefty. Yeah, uh, he's going. He's cheap against Manea. Ty France is down at thirty six hundred yeah, against Walker. Right. He was, I just want to check this, on May 2nd, Ty France was $6,000. Why, like, he's hitting 325 on the year. He's hit 325 over his last 10 games. Why is he down from, and I don't, he does not, he's not a 6K player. But, like, what is the algorithm telling us, 6K to 3,600? Like, I don't understand that. But it is a great spot. Yeah, he went through that stretch in April where he was getting like a lot of 20, 30 DK point games. Sure. And now, and you know, he's still hitting him. He's getting like eight, nine. So tonight, I mean, he's crushing, he's crushing a ball. I know, I mean, tonight and the last thing is, um, was the last thing is Toronto, right? Yeah. Played Toronto. Yeah. He, um, he had three hits. So France is in a really good spot at that price against Waka, who I can't buy. I still have Waka on my NFB, some NFBC teams. Wow. Sorry, but, um, sorry to hear that. <laughs> Um, I actually picked him up as it's it's a big league, so I need a pitcher. I have my pitcher right. on IL, uh, but uh, it's first base. I like first base a lot tomorrow, and um, you can even go down even cheaper. I don't play Bobby. We we talk about Bobby Dalbeck off the air, but um, yeah, well, lots. You got Colin Rand against you know, Colin Rand against lefty. Even though even though it's no, never mind. Colin Colin Rand's lefty. Yeah, he's a lefty. You play yeah. Colin Rand against righty. Sorry. Uh, yeah, but I think there's plenty of ways to go there. Wilma Flores, uh, Guriel, we mentioned. Mancini's got a BBP against Beeks, a pretty good one. So, you can, you know, you can be different if you don't go Alonzo or Chrome. They're your two big guys. Yeah, and Mancini has been crazy lately. Um, 324 average over his last 10. Great to see. Um, and hasn't only hit in, like, once in his last 15 games. So, uh, you can guarantee some points from playing Trey Mancini. At uh, second base, we have... Uh, Let's see. We have Altuve, Brandon Drury, Colton Wong, Gene Segura, and Max Muncy over 5K. Um, who tickles your fancy here over 5K, Pete? Over 5K? I mean, Altuve's always, Altuve's always in play. Yep. And he's in Spartan Press. So definitely have no problem going there. I'm not, I am not paying 5300 for Brandon Drury. I say that every night. No. Nope. You know, we just keep hitting. Uh, Max Muncy. I mean, I, I I can't play Muncy when he's when he's hitting one, uh, like a no. buck sixty. You know what I mean? And looking at pitchers and complaining about pitchers right down the middle. I don't know if yes. you saw that clip, but he uh, yeah, he complained about a pitch right down the middle of the plate. And I think uh, I think Justin Turner's struggles have actually kept the spotlight off Max Muncy. Actually, I think Max mm-hmm. Muncy may even be Turner's actually starting to wake up a little bit. Yep, he so, is. So um, now Muncy's going to take the heat of it. So it's got yeah to me it's all about it's all about Altuve. Yep, uh, agreed. Yeah, he's gonna it's be, Altuve, he's not, and then and then just the next here. Yeah, definitely. Which Merrifield, Polanco, McNeil, Rogers. I mean, you could probably play all of those guys. Like, there's a probably a case for Merrifield coming alive, hitting over 300 his last 10 games. There's a case for Polanco because. Daniel Lynch stinks. Um, and then there's a case for McNeil Rogers. Both really, of course McNeil's deals. hitting. Yeah, McNeil is always hitting. Um, that guy just that, is a professional baseball player. Yeah, um, and you know what? Favorites. Rogers has been hitting. Rogers is on a seven-game hitting streak. Hits in seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven of his last twelve. So signs of life from Brandon Rogers. 
Uh, Good to see well. him in too. Because, you know he he's a you know he's a prospect and yep. he struggled a bit. So yep, I agree. You got Trevor Story's hit now. All of a sudden, obviously after tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. And, you know he's going up against Robbie Ray. Old tight pants there, but uh, Gliber Gliber is only forty three hundred against Koishal. But um, I keep saying Koishal Kushal, but uh, yeah, in that range you you, you got to go with Coors. You got to go with the McNeils or Rogers. Uh, something like that, and then Plonk will be the one who hits a home run out of all of them. Yep, and then Plonk will be the one to hit the. I I actually I'm I'm talking about as we've been talking about it more. Um, I like I kind of like Minnesota. Um, and we're gonna obviously get to their the Bash Bros in a couple positions, or you know, they're better hitters. Uh, but I like Polanco, I like Jeffers, so I, I could be interested in some uh some Minnesota plays, and that's obviously just. I'm donating to DraftKings every time I play Minnesota. They stink. Yeah, um, I feel the same way. That them in the White Sox. Yeah, them in the White Sox. Right. Um, what are we What are we doing for the rest of the position? 4K well, and under. One guy, and see, like every time I do the playbook at DFS arm, when I get down to second base, my cool, it's, and I, it's my, to me, it's the old default standby, Santiago Espinal. I mean, this guy is still. Is, is, I know he was on. A, he was on like a nine game hit streak. I'm not sure if he's still on it, but he, he's hitting. 400 over his last seven days. The guy to seem, you know, he's not going to win you a GPP, but he's not going to get you a zero. He's going to get you somewhere between like five and 10 points every game. Yeah. His his streak is still going. So he's, he's, he's had a, every game since May 4th. So that's John's favorite. You know, that's John's favorite player. So I hear about Santiago Espinal every single night. <laughs> to, me, he's, to me, he's a great cash play. He's not, you know, he doesn't have, he doesn't have much of a ceiling, but he's got a floor. So uh, right there. And then um this gourmet kid, for the Mets, he's only thirty five hundred. I'm not sure if he's going to get the if, if he's going to get a start tomorrow. He had a good game today. Um, he does get the splits advantage, so uh, possibly you got Garrett Hampson down there. And we know Hampson's going to lose one. He's not having the greatest of seasons right mm-hmm. now, but you know he's due to break out in course. Abram Toro won me money here night with a home run last night. He was a, he was the last man in for me. But I don't think you got to go down that low because I think you got to use one of these guys in cores like a McNeil, Rogers, um, some one of those guys in the middle there. Yeah, I agree. Um, I will. I will shout out down there. Um, I would if if uh, there wasn't a lefty on the mound, Tommy Lestella is too cheap. But they probably start Thyro Estrada, who's been really good for the record um, as well. Thirty five hundred if you want to play Thyro Estrada coming off. Uh, three straight multi-hit games. Yes, he, had, he also has six stolen bases on the year. So if you want to play Thyro Estrada, like there's worse plays um, than him. But I don't think there's anyone. Yeah. Jed Lowry at minimum price. I mean, you could do worse than him. I mean, he's you could he had a couple. He he had a, I think a couple hits his last game right against uh, the Twins like one or two nights ago. I mean, it's you know a last man in type deal. But I think you, you're going to stay in the middle there with the, with the Coors guys like a Polanco or a Glyber or something like that. Anyone still using two helmet flaps, I'm out on. If you're, You have to have one helmet flap for me to, to make my DraftKings lineup. <laughs> um, let's go to third base where uh, Rafi Devers definitely has one. Uh, he may not even have a helmet flap. He might just go old school. Um, <laughs> Manny Machado at 5'5". Five five, Jose Ramirez... Did he leave? He received an MRI after being removed in the eighth inning of the Reds. Um, so we may not get uh, Ramirez in the lineup, just furthering our love oh. for uh, Tarek Skubal there. Um, and then Muncie, Drury, we mentioned. Any interest in Devers or Machado, or do you want to just like well, go below 5K? And being a Yankee fan, it's weird because I really, really like – I like Rapid there because I like to watch him. Yeah. I play him almost every night in DFS. Uh, well, you're winning a lot of money if I'm with him right now because he is, outside of Thursday, he is torching baseballs. Tor- him and I, the whole – I I mini I mini stack Debra's and Bogarts almost every night if I can. <laughs> so, uh, but he's going up against the lefty. I'd rather see him against the righty. I mean, Robbie Ray is no pushover. So, you know, Ray, Ray's the type of guy that could be lights out if he wants to. So – up up top, yeah. I mean, it's still it still is Devers, but um, Machado now, you know, he's down to mid fives. <laughs> There's Brandon Drury again, you know, still in the low five. I know him and Muncie both. Uh, yeah. 
Yanni Diaz, Yanni Diaz has been hitting notes quietly hitting. So um, but this just is no power. Just no power for Yanni Diaz. I and like yet, him. No, he just doesn't hit with any. He's just like a singles guy. And that's <laughs> why I does. never play him. And I, I actually, well, I think he hit a home run the other night, and they were talking about how he's finally finding some power. And uh, I, I don't see it because he had a home run the other night. I think it was against uh, Toronto two or three days ago. But um, I, I feel the same way. I don't play the guy in DFS. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think you go more mid range. You got uh, Eduardo Escobar hit, is hitting a lifetime five twenty two off Marquez and twenty three at bats. That's mm. not a bad BVP. Yeah, that's good. And that BV, yeah, and that BVP will definitely play. And then plus, that's a DV that we can believe in because they both spent so much time in the NL West. So thirty seven hundred dollars. Um, so yeah, it's a good one. I know we we, we jumped to the mid range, but Escobar is something to keep to keep in my eye. And I'm a, I'll play BWJ, you know, every night too. Bobby, yep, you know, Bobby Witt, he's hitting. Yeah, and uh, something I wrote in the playbook uh, for Thursday's slate was every hit that he's notching and accruing right now are for extra bases. He's just, like, he's not, the average isn't flashy at all. But he has 15 extra bases, extra base hits this year already. Um, and over the last 10 games, eight of his nine extra base or hits have been for extra bases. Like, we're not just getting singles. And if he does hit a single, guess what? He's going to run. So uh, there's good upside for Bobby Witt. I think... Uh, outside of Bobby Witt, Ranger Suarez has been pretty bad, and you alluded to Justin Turner coming around. Uh, home runs in back-to-back games, 15 RBIs over his last 10 games for Justin Turner. Um, definitely coming around. Bregman, it's the Bregman theory. It's like, I've been saying this a lot lately, but Bregman, historically, great against lefties. This year, good against righties, bad against lefties. Do you believe in a small two-month sample? Do you believe in... Yeah large body of work uh i guess it depends on what your feelings are but bregman 4800 against a lefty historically good and bregman's always bregman's always in play yeah um probably ryan mcmahon too at home um he's hit he loves course i mean how can he not but all four of his home runs have come in course 301 average 930 ops in in look at his log he start he he went a little low there but he started hitting it and his last Three three double digit DK out of his last five. So, yep. Uh, let's see, five multi hit games over his last six. So Ryan McMahon turning it on. What do we got under four K, Pete? Um, other than Escobar, Longoria's back. He hasn't looked great. Um, not going to play the Moose against lefty. What else he got? What else he got for us? He's not. Yeah, there's not, not well not that, a lot. Wilmer Wilmer Flores against lefty. You know it's Manan. Okay. I okay. like playing Wilmer Flores against lefties. Uh Candelario. Candelario's cheap. He's only thirty one hundred now. And I I like I've always liked Candelario. He had a decent game tonight against two nights ago against Tampa Bay. Definitely use him for GBPs. Sheldon Noisy. Um, he's only three K. You can yep. use him in GPPs. Yeah. Uh Panzer Alberto somehow gets lefty, a start. Lefty, he's he was like Hitting 400 against lefties for like three consecutive seasons. I played yep. anytime there was a lefty on the mound. Hans Alberto made my lineup. Me too. Exactly. So Alberto and he may he you may see him in a lineup tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So it's you know he's somebody somebody different. That's probably about it. I don't see much else down there that's really popping out. I would throw I'll throw um, Gio Urshela out there against a lefty 3K. Okay. Uh, he generally hits in the middle of that Twins lineup against left-handed pitching. Um, and then I'll throw – where did he just go? He was 20. Uh, Emmanuel Rivera for the Kansas City Royals starting at third every day. A lot of extra base hits lately. All of his yeah, hits like Bobby Witt. Um, he hit sixth on um, Thursday. Went 0 for 4. You know. Oh, well. A successful batters three for uh are three for every ten. So um I mean, Brad, Brad Miller. Brad Miller. I mean he gets a righty. His price is going up now though. He's thirty one hundred now. Lots of power. Um but that's all there really is right these days, right? It's like Brad Miller if you look at Brad Miller's log, anytime he is getting a hit, it's like a home run. I mean 
The last three yeah, games, yeah. he has had a hit. He has home yeah, right. <laughs> Um, So it's all or nothing. Brad Miller in tournaments, I think that's fine. I think Texas is largely a tournament team. Like, they're yeah. just, you're playing that team in tournaments. Um, just hoping that you get the Calhouns and the Millers going like they have been recently. Um, so tournament's only there, I think. Uh, let's go to shortstop. I think shortstop is interesting because Trey Turner finally coming around. Uh, we're seeing a very good version, nearly 360 average over his last 10 games, um, 900 OP, almost 1,000 OPS, three stolen bases over that span. The power is still lacking for Turner, but can we get to him at 5,900? Or do you go Tim Anderson, who is l- lefty-proof, I'll just say that like he is he's match proof right now against everyone, but lefties, he he just notoriously matches. Right. Um, but he gets Nestor, uh, Boba Shett, you know, how, every time we think he's coming around. Yes. He pulls yeah. the rug from under us and then he took the words out of my mouth. And uh, there's an offer. And then Wander in his short MLB stint has just been better against left handed pitching. Like, how are yeah. we? How are we approaching this uh, 5K and above tier? Uh, I'll play Timmy in the GBP. Okay. Uh, not in cash, like Cortez and White. But he's, anytime right. he plays lefty, I don't care who lefty is, Timmy can hit a bomb. Right. Uh, Turner, I think, is too expensive and on a course late. Um, Bichette, Agreed. I agree with you on Bichette, GBPs. Um, of course, you got Lindor. Lindor is the cream of the crop there in course, of course, at 5,100. Right. Uh, I like I definitely like Bogars. Once again, I don't like to mess with Robbie Ray, only GBPs. So to me, I'm going right down to we talked about him earlier up the show is to me, uh, Jeremy Pena. I love this yep. kid at forty six hundred dollars. So to me, it's, it'd be Lindor or Jeremy Pena in cash. Um, yeah, I, I largely agree. I'd throw Correa in there. Um, he came back from injury and looked good. Oh, that's right, Correa. You, yeah, Correa is back. I still have. I'm still on the mindset. He played against Oakland the other day, right? So I saw a mindset Correa's out. He, he, yeah, he, he had a couple hits. I think, right? Yeah, a couple hits, um, including a double, yep. scored a couple runs. They plugged them right back into the heart of that lineup, and they scored 14 runs. And, yes, it was, you know, the pitching staff that they went up against. It's Oakland, it's not Daniel too Lynch, great. So, yeah, you're right. But we get, right, Daniel Lynch. And that's why I've kind of been growing more fond of the Twins as we've gone through this podcast. So I, I like Jeremy Pena or Carlos Correa Jr., and I like Carlos Correa Sr. as well. Um Moving down the list, I I think where my next interest would be would probably be J.P. Crawford, but he's also been super bad lately. But I think yeah. Michael Waka can solve uh, a lot of the hitters' woes here in Seattle, right? Yeah, and I was happy seeing him when Crawford was really doing well. I mean, that, he still, I mean, he had, he had hit, I'm not sure if he had hit tonight, but he had a hit last night. So he sat, he was out of tonight's lineup. They started Dylan Moore, who it right. worked no, out. But what home run? JP Crawford's not going to be a 21 home run hitter anyway. So it's, you know, no. people are expecting all this out of him, but it was good to see him hot there. So I think you're right. I guess walk it up. Um, um, where Tyler else? Salifa, possibly. I, you know, I could, I like to throw him in there. He, you know, he, we he have to get steals. He, we have to get a steal out of him. He's not like he has no power. Yo, he, I don't he disagree. Doesn't. I don't disagree. He was just cheaper earlier in the year. Um, yeah, and he, was, and he was hitting earlier in the year more than he is now. I mean, I know he had two hits on Thursday, and that's great. But like, uh, like, like if Dylan Moore is in the lineup, I'd take a shot on him because there is power and speed upside, right? No, yeah, um, I agree with you. Nicky Lopez, that's my man. I, I, I'm thinking, forgot Nicky's shortstop, second elder goal. Great game today. Yeah, coming Nicky, alive a little bit. Yep, he's like my default shortstop. <laughs> like Espinal was at second base. Uh, if I need somebody cheap, and you know, look at look at Nicky's logs. I mean, he's been, I think, what, three of his last four, something like that. He's a double digit DK. Mm-hmm. Nicky Lopez is not going to hurt you. And now, you know, great spot uh, tomorrow night. So. Yeah, twelve three out of his last four games, double digit. So against Smelter, he's twenty four hundred dollars definitely in play. I think for me, if you know, like the last man in, last man in, I agree. 
Um, let's finish this bad boy off at the outfield position, um, where we have a million players over 5K. Um, let's just let's go through this quick. Are you good with playing Aaron Judge at 6100? Probably not. And I watch you know Aaron Judge every night. I just he was on that. I mean, he still he still hit the ball hard today too. But I still think you're gonna see a few games now. He's gonna get away from those bombs. So we we call him in a hot streak. Um, if anything, I'd rather be playing Stan a few hundred dollars cheaper now. Okay. Uh, but of course he's in play, and now he probably hit two home runs though. But if anybody <laughs> out of all those guys, I just think to me, Mike Trout is just on. You know, Trout to me right yep. now is the best hitter in baseball. And we know Blackburn keeps the ball on the ground, but it's Mike Trout. Mike Trout can hit off anybody. And to me, he's your guy there. Um, five thousand, five k or above. It's Mike Trout. Hot take. Hot take. Pete thinks Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. Put that on shirts uh, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> um, I mean, he, I agree. It's he, like he's so good, though, right? No, I mean, no, he's incredible. No, he's in, it's in, it's incredible. He gets hurt. He still comes back. OPS. I mean, just uh, he's, he's having me, like I saw something that he's having um, as good of a year that he's as yeah. he's ever had, which is I was just reading something like sense. that earlier. Honestly, if you are off the Blackburn bandwagon, right? And I'm not again. I I my rant earlier about on the pitcher position wasn't to shit on Blackburn and say that he isn't going to be good here. He might allow just three runs. He might allow two runs. But he's a better real life pitcher. But yeah, he's a better real life pitcher. If he doesn't, uh, Shohei Otani, Taylor Ward, Mike Trout. You got a lot of upside in this lineup, and yeah, I know they're I, all they're all very expensive, but like they're all just the upside on all three of them are through the roof. Yeah, I had I put I put together a really good lineup there, and I think the twenty five dollar GBP came like second or third, and it was that Angel stack, and I just went with like a Dylan Bundy, I think it was, it was one of my pitchers. He, he I think he got like seven DK, but when you got those guys putting right. on bombs, mm-hmm. it was fine. So um, yeah, Angels can be a stack every night now. And usually, Trout's can hit a bomb for you. So, right. Um, Taylor Ward Taylor might be the hottest, maybe one of the hottest hitters in baseball right now. Yep. Um, and I know Fandle, uh, not that I have it open, um, they've been having him eligible at third. So that makes it a little more flexible with your lineup. Like at least DraftKings allows you to play Otani at first, I guess. So you don't <laughs> handicap your entire outfield with just Angels. But um, you know, if you do like that is a little handicapping if you use all three of them in your outfield because you're you're just now getting no exposure anywhere else. And I think there's some pretty good guys like Pete. Uh we have um Mookie Betts. I know he's notoriously better against righties. Um, we have Jordan Alvarez, who I'm not afraid to use against anybody. Uh, he just has massive right. power. Christian Yelich has been, you know, a little funk lately, but there was a stretch last week in the that he was just torching baseballs, looked like he was back. Uh, we have George Springer at returning home. He's been pretty good this year. And then we have Connor Joe, Charlie Blackman, and we have Coors Field, Brandon Nimmo. I mean, where are we looking at, um, you know, like the 5K and below tier? Because there are a lot of outfielders in a lot of good spots. Yeah, this is one of them nights you want to make a couple lineups because mm-hmm. JD's hitting the ball hard. I was watching him tonight. Um, when I'm in this situation, I just look for going against the weaker pitchers. I'd, like, I won't, I won't mess with Cortez. You know, there's a lot of these guys like Schwarber's going against your Rice, who's not, you know, not a bad pitcher. Mm, boomstick against the lefty, Nelly Cruz. Uh, mm-hmm. That might be a sneaky player at third, 4,500. I'm a huge Boomstick fan, so uh, you know he's due to lose one. So he hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't lost one four or five games, or maybe more now. So you got Jeff, Jeff Neal sitting there too. I forgot, you know he's outfield eligible. So yeah, the Mets are good. The Mets are good. The Mets, they're priced, um, they're priced pretty yeah, fairly on this slate. Uh, Mark Hanna. I mean, I'm I'm moving down the list 
a little bit, but Mark Canna has hit left righty hand, uh, right-handed pitching extremely well this year. Yes, Thirty-five hundred dollars, and he hit second on yeah. Thursday. Um, so if I mean Canna at thirty-five seems like a little bit of a steal there. Yeah, he's probably. I'm not thinking he's probably going to be popular because Nemo's up there almost five k now. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Canna's the. Where's where's Marte? Did I go by? Oh, that's right. Marte's out. Um, yeah, I think he has to be popular. And that's what's kind of led Canna to... I mean, he's been good, so they moved him up. But also, without Marte, Canna moving up in the lineup. Um, Nicky Castellanos has got no business being $3,800. No business being $3,800. Who, who, who he's batting against. He can handle Urias, no problem. So mm-hmm. I gotta put I gotta put Nikki on there. GPPs um, for sure for, yeah. for the current form. I like him. Like I mentioned, Chris Taylor's been hitting the ball really well. Um, so he's going up against Suarez. He's got the platoon advantage there, so mm-hmm. he can take and Hunter Dozier's outfield eligible. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of ways to go tomorrow. So I'm gonna stay away from the guys going against the Cortezes and the Scoobles and stuff, yep. and start picking on somebody's. Fetties and Daniel Lynch's and Junis's or whatever you know what I mean? and cores and uh and maybe some Michael Waka, uh J Rod thir- J Rod thirty two hundred Winker thirty one hundred thoughts Once, there yeah, yeah wait that's the, even Jesse Winker missed but I don't care if, if he's you know doesn't have the platoon I'm Jesse Winker and Winker's been hitting better too so mm-hmm. yeah Winker is definitely in play you can do a nice little sneaky Seattle stack tomorrow night too I think. so cheap holy cow man. France thirty six, Winker thirty one, J Rod thirty three, J Rod thirty two. I mean, you could play literally anybody else you want. Anybody you could play if you want to play your boy Toro at second or third um, to complete that four four piece nugget. Um, you can afford Nestor and Scooble probably uh, comfortably, and then probably get some cores exposure as well if you wanted. Um, Toro's what my a- hero. His home run put me in cash last night and kept me. <laughs> so I can't talk bad about him now. Um, other than your hero, uh, who doesn't play the outfield, who else? What else? What else do you got? What else? Uh, you got? Anything under three K? You see anything you like under three K? Nothing is jumping out. I know you know you know somebody will come up, somebody will pop up tomorrow when lineups come out. Mm-hmm. But uh, any you know any of these like. I think we both like the twins down tomorrow. Any of these yep, and sure, sure. twins might pop up. Um, um, Garlic is back, I think. Right? Isn't Kyle so, um, Kyle Garlic back? Yep. And he and if he's and he's a lefty. He's a lefty clean uh, up. specialist. Yeah. yeah. So Ky- Kyle Garlic versus lefties to the moon, dude. And he's two thousand dollars. He worried that he, that he might get pinch hit for it, but even though he he could probably lose one his first or second at bat anyways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's becoming a real platoon hitter. And yeah, definitely at twenty. He's only two thousand. Min was like twenty six. Yeah, he's only two k. Yeah. Not so that gets you. That gets you. You can get the. Then you can go with like a Cortez Scooble. Get some mm-hmm. cores. You got Kevin. You got Kyle Garlick in there at two k. Boom. Yep. Um. All right. The time everyone is wait has waited for this whole podcast. Your home run call for Friday's twelve game banger. Out of everybody, wow, there's some good ones on here too. Who's been hitting the ball hard? Uh, I want to say Devers, but Devers is is too easy. No cores, uh, by the way. We we have we have made this rule. We cannot default pick someone from course. so we are avoiding course field for this home run call. Yuli Guriel. Ooh, spicy Yuri Yuri Guriel going yard for Pete. Um, I'm gonna go. Gotta go. I've talked up the twins enough. Like I have to go with the twin. Um, I'm gonna go former Astro, former okay. teammate of Yuri Gurriel. Uh, Jeremy Pena Senior, <laughs> Carlos Correa. Yeah, I'm gonna go Correa. Yep. Um, all right, Pete. Well, thanks for joining me uh, on this big 12 game slate. Um, are you on the playbook tomorrow? Is Justin Freeland on the playbook? Uh, I'm on a playbook at least Saturday. You're in the playbook Saturday. So that means Justin Vreeland um, is on the playbook for Friday. Uh, I'm sure Pete's on some form of content. I'm on the underdog article, I believe. Um, if you want to catch us on Twitter, Pete, what's the uh, what's the uh, Twitter handle? YFC Sports Pete. 
YFC Sports Pete is Pete's Twitter handle. Mine is the underscore real underscore grande. Um, you can catch both of us on Twitter. You can catch both of us in the DFS Alarm Discord 24-7. If you have any questions, um, please don't hesitate to ask whether it's lineup construction, whether it's why yeah. we are suggesting Joe Schmo versus Bob Williams, right? Like whatever the question is, it's it's not stupid. Don't feel stupid asking it. Um, plenty of strategies change. And now that we have more data, something ha- may have been fine-tuned on our end that um, we would love to deliver to you guys. So any question you guys have, please hit us up on Twitter. Please hit us up in the DFS Alarm Discord. Uh, we will be in there all day long to answer on Friday. Pete, once again, big shout out to you. Um, big shout out to the FB Nation. And we'll catch you guys uh, on Monday. This is the last podcast of the week. Sad. Um, everyone enjoy your weekend and we'll catch you guys Monday. Thanks. Good luck.